0: You're listening to the Independent News Hour on WBAI 99.5 FM. I'm Mama Gregorian here with my co-host, John Tarleton. In our second segment today, we turn to the militant rank-and-file wing of the labor movement, which gathered in Chicago this weekend for the annual Troublemakers Conference, sponsored by Labor Notes magazine. The conference was packed with 4,000 attendees, the largest ever in the history of that event. What new plans were hatched, strategies debated and discussed, and relationship formed that could blossom into future organizing efforts? Joining us today to chat about all of that and more in New York are New York based union organizers, Wen Zhuang and Eric Dernback of the Emergency Workplace Organizing Committee, or EWOC. Wen and Eric, welcome back to the Independent News Hour on 99.5 FM.
1: Great, thanks. Great to be here.
0: Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll start with you. When can you set the scene for us? Where was the conference held and what was the moon in the room? And, and Eric, feel free to walk in. Obviously, you all were step in. <laughs> Obviously, you all were um, experiencing slightly different things there.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, I was just saying that I'm still still processing it and still so tired from this weekend, but it was uh, in Chicago at the Hyatt. um, There was about, you know, four, I think it was 4,000 people uh, there all weekend, uh, which made it so that each of the workshops were packed to the absolute brim. And when I say that, I don't, I'm not exaggerating. I was, you know, I I gave, I think, two workshops and both of them, I was assuming, okay, we're not going to have that many people. And then once it got started, it was, you know, overflowing in the room. And so uh, a ton of people, the entire weekend, it went, started on Thursday, ended on Sunday. Well, Thursday, it was a, there was a, some, some intros, but it, the workshops and panels started on Friday, um, went through Sunday uh, with uh, some huge main sessions um, at night and, uh, you know, workshops anywhere from the nuts and bolts of how to win a contract, uh, how to run for union leadership to larger panels uh, talking about bigger ideas and and visions, um, like intergenerational, uh, organizing for the long haul, all of that stuff, um, race and labor, um, et cetera. So yeah, I think it was, uh, it was a really big, big weekend. (laughs) Um, it feels difficult to, to try and, uh, put it into words, but it felt very overwhelming, um, very, uh, exciting, um, very motivating. Um, yeah. I don't know, Eric, if you want to, if you want to add some more. Eric, I think has been to more Labor Notes conferences than I have,
0: I think.
1: Um, I think this might be my, maybe my fourth ish. Um, Yeah, I'm still processing and catching up on sleep. Just so folks know, Labor Notes started in 1979, and it's essentially mostly a monthly labor magazine and website that has grown to become essential reading for everybody kind of on the left of labor. And they also publish books. For instance, Secrets of a Successful Organizer is a must-read. You can find it on their website, and also offer trainings. Um, but yeah, the, the main exciting event is every two years they hold this conference, and the one two years ago was canceled because of COVID. So so it's been a while. I feel like there was a lot of pent up energy um, since it's been four years, and it was I kind of feel like it was electrifying and really exciting. Um, I mean, this is the main gathering space in the U.S., and there's also folks from other countries for kind of rank and file union members and kind of leftists and union activists to come together and learn from each other and strategize about how to like move the labor movement in the US in a more kind of radical um militant direction because i think as as your your listeners know the labor movement has been declining for like basically 50 years only 10% of all workers are union members and only six percent in the private sector. We desperately need to turn this around, and labor notes is a is a real center for that.
3: And uh, talking about turning it around, uh, I mean, I saw that there were uh, activists from the Amazon Labor Union, uh, the Starbucks uh, Union were there, and, and others. And what what sort of inspiration did uh, people take from some of these uh, uh, campaigns that have uh, had unexpected uh, breakthroughs? And what did People uh, draw from that.
2: Yeah, I'll go, and I I think that it you know this year's conference came on the heels of some really big historic wins and some kind of unbelievable ones, and it was a moment. And when Eric said sort of a pent up energy, I think that was exactly the way to describe it. Is that you know you're seeing. You're having this big conference of uh left organizers and labor after a huge starbucks i think starbucks is at what 150 stores now maybe even more as we're talking um and you know also the, the historic amazon win so it was really a place i think the most inspiring thing to see was that all of these historic wins in the past several months have been led first and foremost, by workers. Um, It wasn't union staff. It wasn't, you know, outside counsel. It wasn't consulting anything. It was, it was workers, leading workers and helping workers and growing organizers by uh, doing the organizing, then teaching it to other people and then scaling up that way. So I think I, I really got to see, you know, this is, this is the way that we're going to, you know, people keep saying, we need to meet this moment. We need to meet this moment. And I really saw this weekend that this is how we're going to meet it is to continue to empower workers to empower each other so that the organizing they're doing um is scaling up through them um and by them i think that was the one big i think kind of like you know umbrella takeaway i saw all across the board is that it has to be led by workers and it continues has to continue that way
1: yeah, and I would just add, uh, yeah, Starbucks folks were all over the place. Amazon Labor Union folks were there. Some other kind of noteworthy events. I mean, we all remember Striketober last year where there were a lot of high-profile strikes. And then we've had this ongoing, what's called great resignation, We have tens of millions of workers quitting their jobs to try to find better jobs. So it's a real indication that workers are feeling more confident. And when you're feeling more confident, you're, you're, you're willing to organize. Um, there's also, um, I think, a real interest among workers... And Wen and I are being asked about this all the time now about workers forming independent unions. And honestly, like that was not on the table a few years ago. Amazon Labor Union has put it on the table. And the idea is that, you know, workers um, don't have to wait around for a union to come knocking on the door saying, hey, come join us. You could form your own union, and that could look a bunch of different ways. And Amazon Labor Union basically like ran an election on their own. You know, they fundraised for it, um, and and they're doing it on their own, um, which is really exciting. And I think it gives workers more options Um, For what to do. And again, this is really not on the agenda anywhere at the last labor note. So very exciting.
3: Right. I just want to point out that our current June print edition of the independent uh, features a cover story on uh, this very upsurge in in union organizing, uh, the rank and file worker led uh, featuring the emergency uh, workplace organizing committee, which, of course, both of you all are involved in. So, um, yeah, it's something we've been really excited to, to follow. Um, and is there a sense? I mean, like with Amazon Labor Union, uh, in Starbucks, that they can actually win those uh, contracts. I mean, the, the ultimate goal here is not just to form a union, but to win uh, legally binding contracts that transform people's uh, lives for the better. any, yeah, any thoughts? We'll, yeah,
2: I mean, I, I would say that you know what. I always say that whatever workers win, um, what you win is a, a reflection of the power you build, and I think that that's really what. And I know that that sounds abstract in some ways, but I think that this weekend, especially, we saw you know not only is all of this sort of happening, right? Like people are forming independent unions, people are organizing on a mass scale at a mass rate. Um, people are talking to people, they're starting to like build that kind of organizing lingo into everyday conversations at the workplace. Um, so not only are we facing that, but this weekend really, I think there was a lack of, there was a embrace of what was happening. And like Eric said, it wasn't, people weren't afraid to talk about it, right? Like, how do we do this? What are our fears? Whatever, What are our worries? What hasn't worked in the past, right? Like, what? there's so much that's happening now that there isn't any precedent for, right? Like, we don't know how this will end up. We haven't seen something like this happen in the past. Uh, when this has happened before, it has ended this way. So that's really all we have to go off of what we, what we also have is the fact that workers are building power at an unprecedented rate, right? So they're acting like unions way before they even have won a union election or want a contract. They're doing direct actions like marching on the boss, like putting majority petitions out in their workplace, um, interrupting meetings, all of these things that you s- they're doing without having gotten to that point where normally workers would take action like that. So I think that that's kind of a long way to answer the question of like I, I don't I think that it's uh, I don't know the answer to whether or not they will win or how how strong this contract is but I do know that uh, whatever they do win is just going to be a reflection of the kind of power they can they, I know that they will continue to build and it became very clear this weekend that they are primed to do so.
1: Yeah, and I mean there's, there's kind of two maybe two more themes to throw on the table here. There's this idea you know that sociologists and I think political scientists have put forward that there is kind of this new generation of folks entering the, 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 the job market, You know, call them Gen Z and millennials, that are kind of radicalized, political, uh, politicized, some college educated, and are really confronting um, an economy that's not meeting their needs. And so a lot of them are turning to unionization. I think this process started maybe around Occupy Wall Street, folks started noticing that. And so that's contributing to this upsurge. It's not, it's not the, the full extent of it. And then also this idea about labor upsurge theory. There's this idea that the labor movement does not grow gradually, really, ever. Um, it grows in spurts. And we had one in the 1930s in the private sector where millions of workers were organizing and striking. And then we had it in the 1960s among public sector workers. And so folks that have been around the labor movement you know, a, a little while, like myself, 20 years, we're always wondering like, when is the next upsurge? And so folks are wondering that now, are we at the beginning of the next upsurge? We, we will not know for a few more years, but a main theme of the conference is what do we do now um, to prepare and contribute to this upsurge? And I, I think one, one great answer is just like continuing these kind of rank and file discussions, and having new, uh, training new folks to organize. This is where the emergency workplace organizing committee really comes in, putting materials in the hands of all kinds of workers on how to self-organize. Because we will look. You know, I've been on staff for for twenty years uh, with various unions. We will never have enough staff to do all the organizing that needs to be done. We need to facilitate the energy, creativity, enthusiasm, and militancy of millions of workers. Um, and staff can play a role in that, absolutely. Um, but we need to democratize this process and get millions of folks in motion. Yeah.
0: And I presume that at uh, Labor Notes, everybody was, uh, you know, holding their breath. Is this a search we've been waiting for? And, and what can we do to contribute to it? And uh, from what I can hear, the focus is on rank and file, um, which means, you know, taking the power out of maybe the upper echelon of a union, or um, those that might stand out with power, right, and giving it to the bottom rung of the workers, the everyday workers, whether it's an already established union, they're the ones fighting, or whether it's um, a a group of workers just fighting for their rights, so they're the ones doing it, uh, correct?
1: I'll I'll just say briefly, and Wen can chime in as well. Look, I I wanna be fair. I mean, also the AFL-CIO convention was held in earlier in the week, which is the Federation of Unions, um, it's a tremendous amount of work and a major challenge just to keep unions running. And so, you know, and so unions have to do the things that they do. But, but honestly, it might seem strange to hear this. I don't think we can look to unions, established unions, for leadership on creating new ways of organizing. Unions are very kind of stuck in the way they do things. So we are looking at new organizing models and new organizing forms. And I think if you look at past upsurges, that is what led the way. And then unions caught up later. It's just the nature of things. As established institutions, you get very risk averse and kind of wedded to the status quo. But I think, you know, those of us in the laborers community know that that's not adequate.
0: Right. And uh, we would love to continue this conversation. Uh, but we hope to have you both back on Eric Dernbach and Wen Zwang. Oh, but first, please um, just let people know how they can reach out to you, um, reach out to Ewok, and uh, why they should reach out to Ewok. When, please.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think that uh, Eric said this best. It's just that, you know, we saw a lot of people who are coming out of uh, very difficult situations after, you know, two and a half years of COVID, the great resignation. And Ewok is really here to give people um, to, have, to have there as someone on the other end to say, like, when you're in a moment of, you know, sometimes desperation, sometimes like deep anger with your work, with everyday life, you can say, OK, I can do something about this and I can do something that uh, builds a habit. For the future and for long term. And so any worker in any industry at any level, um, who wants to get involved and organize their workplace can reach out to us. It's workerorganizing.org slash get support. Um, and there's a form that you can fill out and someone will get in touch with you, uh, within 72 hours, I believe. So workerorganizing.org
0: slash support. Absolutely. Workerorganizing.org support. That's Wen Zhuang and Eric Dernbach of the EWOC, Emergency Workplace Organizing Committee. Thank you so much for joining us on WBAI.